At Rural First, we're the leader in rural construction loans because we don't work here. We work out here. We live rural, which means we know just what you need to build rural. Our dedicated team of loan specialists works with you throughout the construction process. And with our digital tool, you can manage your project all in one place. That's how Rural First gets you closer to what matters. Rural First is a registered trademark of Farm Credit Mid-America. NMLS 407249. Equal housing lender. Loan subject to approval and eligibility. Other terms and conditions may apply. Visit RuralFirst.com for more details. Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Hello, everyone. I'm Monica Reinagel, and you're listening to the Nutrition Diva podcast. This week, I have the third installment of my special Faces of Farming series. It's a series of podcasts in which I'm talking with some of the people who have made it their life's work to feed the rest of us. Perhaps you have a small backyard garden, or maybe you work alongside your neighbors in a community garden. And if you do, you know the joys of growing food. Nothing is more satisfying than turning a patch of dirt and some seeds or seedlings into something that you could actually serve your family and friends. And nothing tastes better than a green bean or a strawberry that you grew yourself. But of course, as every gardener knows, there's always the possibility of heartbreak. A rogue storm wipes out a bed of tender seedlings or insects infest a field. Or after waiting for an entire season to enjoy the fruits of your labors, squirrels or birds plunder your crop before you can harvest it. Now, magnify those risks and rewards by a few orders of magnitude, and maybe you can begin to imagine what it's like to run a commercial farming operation and the enormous task and responsibility professional farmers take on. Although I've certainly endured my share of personal gardening disasters, losing a crop never meant that there would be no food on the table. You know, a hundred years ago, one in every four Americans was employed in agriculture, and today it's just one in every 50. Most of us really have no idea how the food we eat every day gets to us. So all this month, I'm taking the opportunity to introduce you to some of the folks to learn what their lives and their jobs are like and what they put into feeding the rest of us. And today I'm talking with Greg France. Greg and his wife are strawberry growers in California. Strawberries, of course, are one of the most popular fruits and one of the most nutritious as well. They're particularly high in vitamin C. A serving of strawberries has more vitamin C even than an orange. And like most berries, strawberries are a good source of polyphenols, antioxidants that protect the heart, the brain, and cells throughout the body. And their perfect balance of sweetness and tartness also make them surprisingly versatile. Frozen strawberries, of course, are terrific in smoothies, and you can slice fresh strawberries over your yogurt or frozen yogurt. And strawberries also make a great addition to green salads and other savory dishes. But I can tell you from personal experience, they are not necessarily easy to grow. 
Fortunately, Greg Franz has dedicated his life to the care and feeding of this sometimes temperamental little fruit. At Rural First, we're the leader in rural construction loans because we don't work here. We work out here. We live rural, which means we know just what you need to build rural. Our dedicated team of loan specialists works with you throughout the construction process. And with our digital tool, you can manage your project all in one place. That's how Rural First gets you closer to what matters. Rural First is a registered trademark of Farm Credit Mid-America. NMLS 407249. Equal housing lender. Loan subject to approval and eligibility. Other terms and conditions may apply. Visit RuralFirst.com for more details. Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Greg, welcome to the Nutrition Diva podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Monica. Tell us a little bit about your fields. What's going on in the strawberry fields at this time of year? Well, we're actually pretty busy. We're in California, in Santa Maria, and we can harvest strawberries 52 weeks out of the year. So we really don't have any downtime anymore. We just finished planting our, what we call our fall crop, which will be harvested in the springtime. And that's usually our main crop. Uh, But we're also harvesting our summer crop, which is planted in the summer, and it harvests during the fall. Now, your company, like a lot of growers these days, grows both conventional and organic produce. How has becoming an organic farmer impacted you as a grower? Has it changed anything about the way you manage your conventional crops? It has. I really believe it's made me a better farmer. Farming organics is very, very difficult, and you have to be able to anticipate things. Uh, you have to anticipate uh, the nutrient needs of your plants. You have to anticipate pest issues or uh, insect or disease issues. So you really have to be forward thinking. But at the same time, sometimes organically, they're just there's nothing you can do about an issue. And it makes you resign to the fact that you don't control everything really on the farm, although you'd like to. So growing conventional gives you a little bit of a backstop if you have some sort of uh, issue that is beyond your control? Uh, Most certainly, and it it happens with more frequency than I would like to admit. You know, as I've been talking to farmers over the last month, I'm learning that modern farming invests really heavily in research and development and technology. Are there any new innovations or technology that impact you that you're excited about? Something maybe that's coming down the pike? 
Oh, yes, always. Always something new and exciting. I'm involved in the California Strawberry Commission. We had a technology symposium last January. It was exciting to see some of the new ideas uh, that are coming down the line. Uh, we're involved in a strawberry robotic harvester that's being built and manufactured and developed in Florida. We also work with the University of California at Davis uh, on new varieties. Uh, we've been working with them for the last three or four years, and some, there's some new, exciting, beautiful, delicious strawberry varieties coming down the line. What particular qualities are they trying to develop in these new varieties? Is it about nutrient content or flavor or maybe uh, resilience to various pressures? Well, they have a list of priorities, and I know at the top is disease resistance or tolerance. Strawberries are a very delicate plant, uh, but they're also reading for flavor and for appearance. Even with all the science and technology that goes into farming, I'm learning that so much of farming still comes down to having people with their hands in the dirt. And I've heard from some of the other farmers that I've talked to that shrinking labor pools are one of the biggest challenges that they're facing these days. Tell us about the people that work for you and how you nurture and develop your workforce. They are very good, hardworking people, and we have nothing but admiration, appreciation, and thankfulness that they do work for us. Growing and harvesting strawberries is uh, backbreaking work, uh, and our people are paid well. We treat our people uh, with uh, the respect that they deserve for certain, uh, but at the same time, our labor pool has shrunk quite a bit. Are there opportunities for people to start out in some of the more manual aspects of agriculture, manual labor aspects, and move up into management positions or, or other higher levels of responsibility? Most of our employees had started out at the very bottom as just field laborers. Uh, we have several employees, and it is our, our company's motto is, is we like to develop our talent uh, internally as best that we can. So there are a lot of opportunities. One of our our supervisors started with us uh, 15 years ago, just as a day laborer, um, became an assistant foreman and then became an assistant supervisor. And now as a supervisor, and we spent a lot of time with him, uh, training him and going through seminars, working with him one-on-one -on -one and very proud of the fact that his employee with, number with us was 11. So he, he started with us from almost the beginning and it's Great to see his and a, he and his family be successful. Has your family always been in farming? Did you did, is this kind of in your blood, or was this something that you came to from not a farming background? I I grew up in a farming community, but my my family was not in farming. But I had a lot of farmer friends, kids that I grew up with, and there was one in particular, actually three brothers uh, that I was really good friends with, and their father was a farmer and. I just really looked up to him and had a tremendous amount of admiration for him and what he was doing. And that's when I had said to myself, I'd like to be a farmer. And of course, if you were seeing it up close and people in your community, you didn't have any illusions that this was going to be an easy gig, right? You, you went into it kind of knowing what hard work it was and how risky. Oh, yes. And I, it was 24 years before I really had my opportunity to farm on my own. Ah. I'd farmed uh, off on the side a little bit as I was working for other people, but it was just in 2004 that we started farming our own. And that's, when I say that, that's my wife and I, and it's for us really not a vocation. It's, it's more like a lifestyle. This is what we do. This is what we love. 
um, and we enjoy it quite a bit. It requires an awful lot of time, an awful lot of effort. We work together, we play together, we vacation together, we sleep together, and we're still married. But uh, <laughs> we really enjoy what we do. So, Greg, as you know, I work in digital media, and the people that I work with every day are literally spread out all over the world, as are the people that are listening to this podcast. And, you know, I could do what I do from anywhere, but as a farmer, you and your wife are really tied to a specific place on the planet in a way that a lot of us today really aren't. What does that mean to you? How has that shaped your life? Well, you know... (laughs) When you're having a, a tough season, you sure would like to move somewhere else. <laughs> but we are tied to the soil, and uh, not only that, we're tied to the state that we operate in. My wife and I are very active and involved in our communities. We work quite a bit with the Boys and Girls Club, which uh, really helps our employees. Uh, always a consideration is child care and child activities and, and growing your community big and strong. And um, My wife and I are dedicated to that. What are your hopes for the future of farming? What, what are your fears about the future of farming? Where do you see the profession heading in the, in the decades ahead? Wow, <laughs> that's a pretty all-encompassing question. Uh, I don't see it being any easier. Uh, I see it being actually more and more difficult. As you opened your show, uh, less than 1%, I think, or 2% of the people in the United States are farmers now. And I don't think there's an understanding of, of what all it takes to do what we do and, and to support the people we do support. And I'd, I'd really like to improve the, that appreciation and understanding. And I think if we did that, that would make our jobs just a little bit easier. It's not easy, requires a lot of work, uh, but it's a passion of ours. It's what we love to do. And uh, if you'll just help us do it, uh, I think that would be really great for all involved. Well, that is actually one of my motivations in doing this entire series is to is to try to bring that other ninety eight percent of the population a little bit closer to the the places and the people that um, that we rely on for our daily bread, as it were. So, I want to thank you so much for spending some of your busy day with me today and giving us a chance to learn about the lives and the people behind our harvests. Oh, anytime. And uh, open invitation to visit us in the field. I will be back next week with the last in our Faces of Farming conversations, and I'll be talking with almond farmer Brian Walbrink to hear how almond growers are working on conserving water and making their crops more sustainable. And of course, you can catch the entire Faces of Farming series on the Nutrition Diva podcast. Wishing everyone a healthy and happy Thanksgiving celebration and sending out a special thanks to all the farmers who made it possible. At Rural First, we're the leader in rural construction loans because we don't work here. We work out here. We live rural, which means we know just what you need to build rural. Our dedicated team of loan specialists works with you throughout the construction process. And with our digital tool, you can manage your project all in one place. That's how Rural First gets you closer to what matters. Rural First is a registered trademark of Farm Credit Mid-America, NMLS 407249, equal housing lender, loan subject to approval and eligibility. Other terms and conditions may apply. Visit RuralFirst.com for more details.